This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. In this episode, we'll get your feet on the ground of where this election battle starts. What does the coalition need to do to hold on to government? And what does Labor need to do to take it from them? And we'll go through what the polls say. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, last time we talked about the state of play when it comes to the numbers as we start this election campaign. Let's just quickly whip through that again. Yep. The coalition go in with 76 seats, just enough to claim a majority in that 151-seat House of Representatives. Labor starts on 69 seats uh, and the minor parties and the independents have six seats. So that's where we start. The next most important thing that we should cover off are the margins. Yeah, super important. Uh, What it means is how safe the government is at a national level uh, and how much of a buffer an MP has against losing their seat. So let me put it this way. If you're watching a running race and we're talking about who has the best chance to win, what I want to know is if they won their last race by 10 seconds or 0.01 seconds. Mm. Uh, It's that margin that's important to know a bit about when we talk about who might win the next election. That's a very good analogy you've given us there. There are a couple of ways to look at it. When you look at the national level, the experts say that Labor needs a uniform national swing of 3.3% to gain the seven seats it needs to win a majority. And the national swing is important to note because it gives you a sense of how much support the government has to lose and the opposition has to gain for the reins of power to change hands. Uh, For example, the last time the government changed hands, uh, the coalition led by Tony Abbott sort of a 3.6% swing towards it. That delivered 18 seats that it won off Labor and one from an independent. Yeah, so this time around, just to reiterate, Labor's Anthony Albanese is hoping to pick up seven seats with a 3.3% swing. So it's a similar swing, but not as many seats are in play. Yeah, that's right. And that comes down to the margins of the individual seats as we head into that polling day. In 2013, when Abbott won power, there were a lot more marginal seats at play so he was able to pick up more seats from a similar swing. This time around, Labor has many more marginal seats than the coalition, and that's because there was a swing towards the coalition at the last election. Yeah, so just to cast your mind back, it was unexpected because Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull had been turfed out, Scott Morrison became the Prime Minister, and things were a real mess for the coalition. But overall, the coalition achieved a 1.2% swing nationally towards it. Uh, New South Wales, Western Australia and Tasmania swung towards the coalition while Labor got support in Victoria and South Australia. The biggest story really of the last election was a 4.3% 3% swing to the coalition in Queensland. All these terms, I'm starting to get flashbacks to that 2019 election. <laughs> there was a reason Morrison said the result was a miracle when he faced the party faithful to claim the win. That was a long time ago and a lot of water has gone under the bridge since then. This time around, Labor has a lot more marginal seats to defend than the coalition. Yeah, so if you want to use 3.3% as a margin to keep in mind, as we said, uh, the coalition has seven seats that are held by that margin or less, whereas Labor has 15. 
And those are important numbers to keep in mind when it comes to how this election will be run. Let's get into that next. Claire, as we start this election, it's the Morrison government that's under pressure. Certainly, at least that's what the polls are telling us. Yeah, and just a quick note on that. Uh, Polling has had a troubled recent past uh, (laughs) with the big ones getting things wrong. What happened in 2019 uh, when the polls tipped a very strong win for Bill Shorten and Labor? It wasn't just one poll. It was all of them. Ipsos, News Poll, Essential, YouGov and Galaxy and Roy Morgan, they all said that Bill Shorten was going to win. And that was behind Scott Morrison's shout out to the quiet Australians when the coalition unexpectedly won that 2019 federal election. Yeah, that's the political take on it. But actually, there's a more technical answer about the polls. What the experts said after that election was that the sample of voters that were used in those polls were unrepresentative and they were inadequately adjusted. Uh, And it looked like Labor was ahead when really they weren't. Uh, And what the polling companies say this time around is that they've fixed those issues. Well, time will tell, that's for sure. Looking at the polls, though, now and where they stand, they're pointing to the coalition being defeated. They sure are. So last election on a two-party preferred basis, the coalition won the election 51.5 to Labor's 48.5. The current polling says that it's going Labor's way. News poll has it at 53 to Labor and 47 to the coalition. And that could jump around a bit this this campaign, but on that kind of result, if it happened equally across the country, the coalition would lose 10 seats and lose its hold on government. I'm just going to stop you there for a second. We hear the phrase two-party preferred a lot around politics. Can you just take us through that one? Yeah, so it has to do with the way our votes are counted and I reckon Larissa will probably do a whole episode on it close to <laughs> election day. Uh, but to quickly explain how it works, when officials are counting the vote, they discard candidates as they go. Uh, they can do that because you generally preference the candidates when you vote from one to however many are on the ballot. Uh, in the end, when you're counting the vote, two candidates are left and that's 100% of the vote. So it's split between those two candidates. So that's the term, two-party preferred. Of course, swings don't happen equally and some MPs with margins in that danger zone can hang on because they have enough local support, while other MPs on safer margins can experience big swings and lose their seats. Exactly. And that's really part of the excitement of election night. (laughs) It's finding out how all those local battles are fought. Until then, it is all speculation. But inside the major parties, they have a bit more of an idea of what's going on. Yeah, that's right, because the politicos who run the parties have been working on this for a while. They will pick the seats that they think are vulnerable and need attention, and they'll start local polling quite some time out from an election. Uh, A seat could be vulnerable because of a sensitive local issue, like coal mining in the Hunter Valley of New South Wales, uh, or a party could be worried about maintaining support when an MP retires, like Labor's Warren Snowden, who vacates the seat of Lingiari. He's had that seat on and off since 1987. So watch out for the drops of exclusive party polling as the election goes on. The parties do that when they want to wreak havoc for their opponents and to swing the momentum. Yep, lots of tricks to the trade and that's a classic move. (laughs) That's your look at what it will take for the major parties to win this election. 
Claire, this is just the second episode of Squiz the Election and we're right into it. We also have a Saturday podcast during this campaign called Ask the Squiz. I reckon if I was going to ask the Squiz after that, it would be to explain preferential voting and how the count works to get to that two-party preferred result. <laughs> so I'm standing by for that to come in. I thought I explained that very well, but yes, it's a very good question. And yeah, I reckon we will cover that off closer to polling day. Uh, you're on the money though, and the idea is listeners email us with your questions about the election and we'll have a go at answering it we'll wrap up all the answers to those questions in a podcast called ask the squiz it will go out on saturday mornings during the election campaign so yep email us your questions about the campaign the politics how government works whatever is on your mind no question too big or too small send it into hello at the and we'll pick the top few and cover those off on saturday thanks for listening to this episode of squiz the election We'll be back next time.